1: Good morning, welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, September 15th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Today, lab-grown meat goes kosher and halal. Plus, for our last daily show, we answer some of your burning questions. But first, Hunter Biden's indictment and a government shutdown on the horizon. Our weekly politics state of play is today's one big thing. more than three years ago when the very first episode of Axios Today aired. Two of our guests were none other than Axios's Mike Allen and Margaret Tollive. Well, today for our final episode, before we transform into a new weekly show, they're back both in studio with me for our Friday Politics state of Play, where we'll look at what's going on with Hunter Biden, the looming government shutdown. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Nyla.
2: Nyla, thank you. Excited to be around the table.
1: Let's start with the news yesterday that Hunter Biden has been indicted on federal gun charges. We know a plea deal fell apart for him over the summer. What do we need to know about these charges and why they're coming now?
2: Well, now these gun charges go back to 2018, but they suddenly are going to be our year ahead because you combine this with all the other legal action. So you have four Trump indictments, right? Add that on top of a potential Hunter Biden trial. And these are gun charges, but of course they get conflated in most people's minds. House Republicans are talking about Hunter Biden, but they're talking about his businesses and using that as a reason to begin an impeachment inquiry against President Biden. So between Impeachment and government shutdown, this really is the nostalgia edition.
1: Margaret, for some context here, we have the Department of Justice prosecuting both the former president and 2024 frontrunner for the GOP, Donald Trump, and the current president's son.
0: Right. Actually, was looking at the org chart for the Justice Department just to remind myself that their primary job is not to investigate former president's current presidents, or their families. Think about the Office of the Solicitor General, the Office of Legislative Affairs, the Office of Legal Counsel, Tribal Justice. We're talking about an office for violence against women. It goes on and on and on. And those parts of the Justice Department are still working. They're still doing their work. But look how much Americans' concept of what the Justice Department does now has become embedded in, are they weaponized to go after presidents and ex-presidents? And, and just... To put a marker on it, that's absurd. That's not what the Justice Department does. And in this case, remember, there's actually a special counsel to oversee the investigations into Donald Trump. The New York Times reported over the summer that office employs somewhere between 40 and 60 career prosecutors just for that. So I think what the Justice Department is supposed to do versus (laughs) what it's actually doing and how Americans think about what it does have become really out of whack over the course
1: of the last few years. Margaret, I want to turn to the issue of funding the government, where House Republican divisions are keeping things stuck. As we creep towards a September 30 deadline, what do we need to know what's at stake here?
0: I mean, okay, it's a government shutdown that's sort of become like ho-hum. And I remember a dozen years ago, The talk of a government shutdown was a really big deal. Everyone's like, oh, my God, how are stocks going to respond to it? Well, guess what? It became baked in. So what would happen if the government shut down? We have learned over the last several years that government is completely dysfunctional. And everything these guys are doing right now is driven by fending off a primary fight by going to war with the other party and refusing to blink and having a symbolic shutdown that actually lasts a few days. And it just shows how difficult it is to actually count on Congress to get anything done.
1: So, Mike, before we end today, what's your one big thing that you've got your eye on politically?
2: Can I have two big things? Yes, you can. A bonus?
1: Last episode, you can have two big things.
2: The big thing is a rule of thumb, and that is government shutdown, bad for Republicans because they're in charge of the House. Auto strike, bad for Democrats, because that is going to fall on the White House with, of course, President Biden in charge. The second thing, really pulling back the camera for the months ahead, is can the West Wing convince the country that President Biden has been as successful as they think he has? And you can't yet see that in the data.
0: In the next few months, I'm really interested in us drilling down on precisely how the economy is impacting people in their own lives and how that is translating to how they're thinking about participating in the next election.
1: The indispensable Margaret Tollive, Axios Senior Contributor and Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thanks to you both. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you both on Axios Today.
2: Niall, thank you and the amazing Axios Today team for innovative journalism and great conversation. Have the best weekend and I'll hear you again soon.
0: Thank you, Nyla. And I have a bottle of tequila in the freezer here at Axios. And the minute we are done here, I am heading to that freezer to grab that bottle and to toast you.
2: It's 5 a.m. somewhere.
1: After the break, lab grown meat could be considered halal and kosher.
2: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders
1: This evening is the start of the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah. And as family and friends gather to worship and share meals, could lab-grown kosher meat find its way to the table? Axios' Jennifer Kingston has some answers.
3: We've heard a lot lately about lab-grown meat. Two companies have been approved to sell meat that is grown in a bioreactor from animal cells that have been extracted from an animal either living or dead. Now comes the news that these newfangled types of protein, which so many people have their hopes set on to uh, reduce the slaughter of animals worldwide, say that they have signs that this meat can be considered both halal and kosher. Certifying authorities from Islamic law and Jewish law have both indicated that under certain circumstances, cultivated meat can be either halal or kosher. The standards aren't too far off from one another. And the companies selling the meat are hailing these rulings as something that will open up their products to markets around the world, including Muslim countries where strict dietary rules must be obeyed. Josh Tetrick, the CEO and co-founder of Good Meat, told me that the halal ruling that three Saudi Arabian clerics have given his company opens up cultivated meat to two billion more people across the world. Now the problem remains creating the meat at scale. So far, only small quantities of it have been produced, and those are being served in small high-end restaurants in the U.S. In the future, however cultivated meat companies are hoping that this will make a big difference in how the planet eats and consumes protein around the world. That's Axios
1: What's Next, Chief Correspondent Jennifer Kingston.
3: Good
2: morning, Nyla. This is Dylan from Portland. I have had the honor and pleasure of listening to Axios today, every single day since you started. And I just had to
1: express my extreme gratitude to you and the entire team for being with me every day for years now, especially as a high school teacher. It has been everything to go to work, to listen to the news in a extremely high quality, digestible way that I'm gonna miss. And it's heartbreaking to think about it leaving. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being with us every day for years now. A huge thanks to you, Dylan, and all of you who've sent in notes since we announced recently that Axios Today is ending and that we're creating a new weekly podcast. We've had a lot of questions since then about making the show, about what the new show will be, and everything in between. And so for our final segment today, I thought I'd tackle a few of them. Brianna in Stoughton, Wisconsin, asked me, what will be different or similar about the new show? Well, all will be revealed within the next few weeks, including the name which many of you asked about. What I can say now is that the new show will be weekly. It will still be in smart brevity style to respect your time. But it will go a little deeper on big issues and stories of the moment with some very cool guests that I'll be interviewing. Sandra in Minneapolis wrote to ask, how come when you say thank you, no one says you're welcome? Sandra, this made me laugh. I think it's just a long established habit in the media world at this point for many guests to reply to hosts that way. But this question is also a reminder of one of my great hosting pet peeves, when guests respond to my welcome with some version of how are you doing, because really in the moment, there's no time to say how I am, but I feel weird not answering it. And this happens all the time. Hey, Alex.
2: Hey, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Aaron. Hi, Nyla. How are you? Hey, Andrew.
2: Hey, how are you? Hi, Ryan. Hi, how's it going?
1: Hey, Shoshana. Hey, Nyla, how's it going? And of course, you should know that we're all constantly making all kinds of mistakes you never hear, even in the intro, like here's our good friend, Russ Contreras. Hey, Russ.
2: Thanks for being here. Oh, excuse me. Glad to be with you.
1: Bloopers and all, it has been such a joy having each and every one of these conversations. So Michael in Portland, Oregon asked, will the new show be a separate podcast or will it change in place? And the answer to that is the new podcast will be in the same feed. So you don't need to change anything as long as you're already subscribed to Axios today. And I'll also text out updates. If you want to be added to that ever-growing community of listeners, text a hello to 202-918-4893. Thanks for keeping in touch. And that's a wrap. Remember to stay subscribed to this feed so you get our new show right here in just a few weeks. Axios Today has been made every day by... Producer Fonda Mwangi. Producer Robin Lynn,
2: Senior Sound Engineer and Producer Alex Sugira.
1: Producer Lydia McMullen-Laird. Supervising Producer Alexandra Boti. Axios' executive editor is Asia Whitaker-Moore, and Sarah Kailani-Goo is Axios' editor-in-chief. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here in just a few weeks.